good whatever time of the day it is you happen to be listening. This is the PA Podcast Express. I am Adam Filkins. With me, as always, is Phil Nickel. And uh, we're here. Hi. This is live. Live? Question live. mark. Live. And uh, live. so hopefully, uh, hopefully we're coming across well. Hopefully there's somebody listening. Maybe. Somebody's checking this shit, streaming it. No. Holy crap. Well, Who knows? Who knows? Uh, but this we, will also be posted later. We had a little snafu, got a late start here, but we are live. We are full happy to be here. We, we pretty much sat here and had a whole conversation, which was a full episode, and uh, it didn't it, record. It's snafu'd. Yeah. It's snafu'd. I mean, normally Fubard. we, we would The funny thing is, is if you've ever hung out with Adam and I at the tavern here, um, we pretty much just do a podcast the entire time we're here. It's just some sometimes we record, sometimes we don't. Yes. Yeah. That's what we do. <laughs> Our that's, life is a podcast. That's the <laughs> that's the general gist of the podcast, though, is that it's just sitting here having a bar conversation with a friend. In a bar. In a bar. Drinking beer. Yeah, and you had some wings. I had a chicken sandwich, and it was yeah, awesome. Yeah, we, we had to do that before we could go live. It was a little, man, fr- it was a little frustrated. Great. Yeah, I feel good, too. Yeah, I, I, I felt pretty bad after we... Uh, we stopped the recording, and it, it did start, right. but it was just uh, our little recorder here was having an issue uh, finishing, yeah. as we will say. <laughs> and, uh, you and missed some great stuff, too. Yeah, we talked about it. We'll probably recap some well, of it for it, you. We'll, but we'll do it again. I, can, I think I can drudge up the magic again, perhaps. Yes, yes. one thing I do want to talk about quick, uh, before we forget and totally get into this, is August 7th, Saturday, oh. 2021. Tuscola Palooza. Oh, shit! Yes, Tuscola Palooza. Go to TuscolaPalooza.com, get the band lineups. We'll be there. We'll be doing something we don't know what yet. Yeah, we, we, we have no idea. I They haven't given us instructions. But I that's believe. okay. That's That really works. That's very on brand for us. Yeah, I believe that is by design because we're not instructable. As long as they don't ask me to juggle because I forgot that. Yeah, I can't juggle real well either. But. What we can do is talk, and uh, we're pretty good at that, so I'm pretty sure... We do a great deal of that. What we are going to do is going to have something to do with that, so... But talking, that's my wheelhouse. Yes, I'm right in there with that. (laughs) I'm all about talking a lot, so... um, And if worse comes to worse, we'll just say... Oh yeah, well screw you guys, I'm going home! We would never do that. So we're actually host, or we're actually... Uh, sponsors of Tuscola Palooza. Yeah, I don't which know. Which is how... crazy because nobody sponsors us. Because we are some broke dick motherfuckers. I had a sponsor once, but once I started drinking again, he didn't want anything to do with me. That's right. <laughs> so, um, you know, we've got that going again August 7th. Go out to TuscolaPalooza.com and uh, spelt just like you would think the County Tuscola. Palooza. With a Z. With a Z, you loser. Don't be a loser, you loser, like us not actually recording our podcast like yeah, we should. Like some kind of loser yeah, wasting. Goddamn loser. Probably the best one we've ever done. Uh, it was you know, it was it was probably the best episode I've ever been part of, you know? Yeah. Which is a low bar, but still. <sighs> so but it's, still. It's still good, but it'll be nice to be up there on stage and uh I assume on stage. I don't. There's oh, great bands though. I mean, there's a Kiss cover band that's better than even if you were to see Kiss now because yeah, because Gene mean, Simmons is old. And who'd want to see his bloated carcass up there trying yeah. to perform and, and spitting fire and changing his diapers? And Paul Stanley all stretched into that spandex with his <laughs> gut hanging out the front of it. Jesus, and his so, old his old saggy balls so, being tripped up. So on those I see the actual shoes. the actual Kiss when you can see Kiss in their prime. Yeah. Or what they would perceive to be like in their prime. <laughs> Back in the 70s. But yeah, I, I would want to see Paul Stanley in that. You know, he's got that deep, deep V <laughs> cut. Does. Or you, yeah. you cut uniform. <laughs> you cut. <No! laughs> oh. So yeah, come out and see uh, Detroit Rock City. Yeah. National uh, Kiss Tribute Band Act. Um, also going to be uh, Infamous Quick, the 99. Sugar Punk Fairies. There's a, there's a whole lineup. We go check people, it out. We know people from all those bands. Yes, and and go and uh, and buy some tickets and get ready for that. Bring your own beer. Bring your own shelter. Bring, bring your a own, tent. Bring a tent. Bring chairs. Bring rubber gloves. Bring condoms. Yeah. Bring band aids. Yeah. All that. All bring that water. Kind of stuff. Hydrate. It's all outdoors. It's all. It, it, it's very Tuscola Palooza like. Yeah. 
if you could picture Tuscola Palooza, that's what it is. It's one hundred percent because it is because it is. Yes. So, all right, we we got the obligatory. Uh, now that we got that out of the way. Yes, yes. Yes. Speaking of that, you know, one of the funnest nights I ever had. You see, what had happened was, I was at Eastern Michigan University. <laughs> pretty much for a concert. <laughs> And it was a killer lineup. It was a band called Solid Frog, and it was also a band called... Uh, I remember, remember Solid, Solid Frog. Frog? Yeah. Were, so it was Solid Frog, and it was also uh, Smash Mouth, and it was also... Uh, uh, oh, fuck. Third Eye Blind. Nice. So, so we're sitting there between sets after Smash Mouth just gets up there and just kills it. I mean, somebody once told me, but they were pretty good. And uh, we're sitting waiting, 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 and this is a small auditorium, maybe maybe a thousand people and uh it's between sets and i'm sitting beside my girlfriend and and mighty mighty dr was there too Derek rich and tony tony was there too tony was there duly noted tony shout out to tony tony mcintyre you say you listen now's the time to talk about it i'm talking about this story and somebody sits right behind me and he's got his hood up because the people that were sitting behind us stepped outside for a smoke and I'm like, look back, and I'm thinking, ah, it's kind of weird, but he's got his fucking hood up, and he's sitting back there, and I'm like, what the fuck's this guy's deal? All of a sudden, he leans forward, he taps me on the shoulder, and he says, hi. And I said, what's up, man? He's like, uh, what band are you here to see? And I'm like, actually, all three of them. And then he's like, oh, that's cool, that's cool, so you like Third Eye Blind? I'm like, yeah, I like Third Eye Blind. They just come out with the, that album that put them on the map, you know, the one-hit wonders that they were, oh, they had a couple hits. Yeah, they had. Minor hits and a major hit. <clears throat> And then we were talking a little bit, just, just banter, common banter. And finally, I'm like, so uh, how long before Third Eye Blind is going to take the stage, do you think? He's like, Third Eye Blind will be on the stage in 10 minutes. I said, where are you going to be in 10, 10 minutes? He says, up there, center stage, singing. He says, Stephen Jenkins, nice to meet you. And he shakes my hand. And Very cool. So he starts the concert. He points us and gives us the fucking, you guys fucking rock sign. And I thought, you know, this is fucking cool, man. Like, it, too bad I'm with my girlfriend. I probably could have gotten some serious poon had she not been with me. Of course, I still did that night. But, well, there you go. Yeah. Actually, no. Wait, check that. She wasn't there, but I still didn't get late. But anyway, it was boys' <laughs> night out. And, uh, I remember it well. No, I remember it well because, you see, what had happened was that part of the story leads into this part of the story. All right. So we decide that we're going to go find some frat parties. You know, because nice. that's what you do. Nice. We found a frat party, and I'm sitting there, and they have a keg. And they say, you're a big guy. You want to hold people up to do keg stands? I'm like, fuck yeah, I do. So I'm holding up, nice. hel- helping hold these, you know, these college kids up to do keg stands. And uh, all of a sudden, I hear somebody come from the back and yell, hey, I want to help hold people up to do keg stands. And I look, and it's the lead singer of Smash Mouth. So I proceed to sit there for the next hour and a half with him holding people up to do keg stands. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Righteous dude, yeah. Very, very cool. And everybody loved the story. I mean, kids from Eastern Michigan University probably still tell that story. Like, yeah, the lead singer of Smash Mouth is some big doofus dumbass who helped me up to do a keg stand once. <laughs> probably is. Uh, it was the lead singer of Smash Mouth, and I think it was his fat bodyguard. That's right. But... It was his fat, slightly mentally challenged bodyguard. <laughs> But they, they sure did a good job holding they, me up to do a cake, Dan. Yep, they sure held me up. <laughs> so, so that was quite an adventure. That was quite a night. We ended, up, we ended up stealing somebody's big, large, one of those portable stereos. You know, those big round ones that have the big mega, mega bass. Remember mega bass? Mega bass. JVC. Mega bass. Bass. So for some reason, one of my buddies decided to walk off with one of those because we were at a frat party. And they had p- done partied on down, so they were in bed and pussied out and everything. So my buddy grabs the radio. And then we run into these girls, and very, very attractive. But the problem is with these girls, you see, what had happened was they, they didn't like guys. Oh, well. They were lesbians. And, yeah. So thanks for nothing that night anyway. But it was still fun hanging out with them. Did you play the We Have Something in Common card? That's right, I did. I tried to explain it to them. And uh, they weren't having it. And so we end up rolling around Eastern Michigan University's campus, you know, with uh, a stolen radio, lesbians, and lots of memories about lead singers of the bands we saw that night. So what an adventure. Very, very cool. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I was at a, 
uh, Corrosion and Conformity and Megadeth concert. COC. And uh, it was at Cobo Arena. Mm-hmm. And I'm with uh, my buddy Travis and my buddy Bob. And we're standing there. We're there way early. There's like, you yeah. know, hardly anybody standing around. And this guy comes walking up and he's got a backpack on and dreads and Birkenstocks. And he looks like any, any average guy touring with everybody. And he's like, let's go talk to him. My buddy Bob, he's like, let's go talk to him. I'm like, who is he? He goes, I don't know. Looks important. Let's go he talk looks, to him. He's wearing Birkenstocks and he looks important. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it, it's exactly what I was thinking. You know. You're like, this oh, doesn't yeah, have he looks a lot important. of traction. Yeah. You know? And uh, so we go up and so we, we all three walk up like a couple of just complete goons. And the opening introduction that my buddy Bob has is, hey, what's up? What's up? And the guy's like, the guy's standing there at the sound booth, and he's like, oh, not much. You here for the show? And he's like, why the fuck else would we be here? <laughs> yeah. And Bob's just like, yeah, we're here for it. He goes, cool. I think it'll be a pretty good show. Bob's like, yeah, I hope so. All right, see you later. <laughs> That's it. And we walk away. That's the interaction. And I'm like, I look at him, I'm like, dude, what was the point of that? He's like, I don't know, I... I I think he's one of the bands. Well, it was a bass player for Corrosion and Conformity. <laughs> but we were not cool enough to get any kind of shout-outs, and there certainly were no oh. keg stands, and it certainly did not aid us in any kind of uh, after-show activities with ladies. Did I ever tell you about the time we we got to have Taco Bell with Trey Cool? No. <laughs> so so I, was at the, I was at the Saginaw Civic Center, whatever the fuck they call it this day and age, Dow Event Center. Um and we were there to see a Green Day concert. And one of my buddies was in security at the time. He, he's done concert security for a long time. I think he, he no longer does it, but he did it for a lot of years. And after the show, we go up to the stage and we're talking to my buddy because he's up there, you know, still still watching around. And pretty much everybody had left. And we're saying, hey, uh, dude, let's fuck. We were drunk. Hey, we're going to Taco Bell. And we were loud, drunk assholes. All of a sudden, we hear somebody from, from back behind the stage say, Taco Bell. I want Taco Bell. And up comes Trey Cool, the drummer for fucking Green Day. And he's like, I'll go to Taco Bell with you guys. And he's like, are these guys all right? He asked my buddy because he sees he's clearly security. He's like, yeah, they're my friends. They're fine. So we went to the Taco Bell on uh, Titabawasi with Trey Cool and, and sat and ate Taco Bell for about an hour then took him back. That is nuts. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, and that's part of why we do this podcast for yeah. everyone is because we've lived way cooler lives than most people. <laughs> <laughs> for for a couple of lame assholes, uh, if you are listening live, let's just say that my life was um, it has been lame the past probably ten to fifteen years. But for for about ten years there, from about sixteen to about twenty five, it was pretty fucking rad. If you are listening live, I just sent out a message that you can chat with us on really? the show. So if if by chance you are listening, we don't I. I I don't know if anybody's listening to this Who knows? Shit. Who you knows if they are know. or not? But uh, maybe, if maybe you the are. G, maybe the G-men are listening. Yeah. If you are, go ahead and send us a message. Let us know you're out there. Let us know that we're morons. Let us know that our life is less interesting than yours. Oh, by far and away. Yeah. So, like, if you're at home alone petting your cat, your life is probably more interesting than ours. Meow. Meow. <laughs> so, so, I was doing comedy back in the day in Seattle. I did some stand-up. And uh, I was doing an act, and it was going nowhere, but, you know, still telling some one-liners here and there, and it wasn't bad. And all of a sudden, I came to the arrival. Just out of the blue, this popped in my head. I said, I wonder what Steve Gutenberg is up to these days. Because if you remember, Steve Gutenberg was everywhere in the 90s. He was oh, yeah. every 80s, 80s and 90s, early 90s. I mean, what, Two Men and a Baby, all the... Uh, uh, all the the uh, Police Academy movies. All, like, 12 of them. Yeah, all, all 27 of them. And I went on this epic rant about Steve Gutenberg and what he really meant to my life. I mean, I would not be the comedic genius I am today without Steve Gutenberg. I'm not going to lie. You, do you feel that way? Do you, you, you can see a lot of Gutenberg in me, can't you? I mean... Well, I, I wouldn't doubt that he's been in you. I mean, yeah, yes, I, I mean, see a lot of Gutenberg in you. <laughs> I don't know. So, so I said, I bet... Because Steve Gutenberg hasn't done anything for a long time. And I said, I bet you could probably pay 50 bucks to like have Steve Gutenberg come out and just like hang out with you for a couple hours and party. And it, it, it went well, and I just went on more rants about Steve Gutenberg and things like that. And uh, I got off stage, and I said, I need to fact check this because, you know, I just don't like putting out false information. 
let that marinate for a second. Anyway, <laughs> I look. I was sitting here thinking, <laughs> that doesn't seem right. That doesn't track that doesn't, shit. That, does that doesn't not, track at all. Yeah, that does not pass so the I smell look, test. So I look, and you can book Steve Gutenberg, sure enough. $2,500 for an appearance or for a couple hours for your event or for whatever. So there's a number I noticed for his, he has an agent, of course, or an agency that works for him. They've got a couple other, you know, they've got a stable of talents, you know. Um, I think William Hung was on there and a few other random people, you nice. know. Yeah. So I call this guy up. He answers the phone. It's 10 o'clock at night. This is on the West Coast. I don't know where he is. I assume probably the West Coast, too, but still. <laughs> 10 o'clock at night on the West Coast, that's like, that's Herculean right there. That's like, that's 1 o'clock in the morning you, here. You for probably lucked humans. out he was working from some cliff in Hawaii. Probably something, yeah. He was on a bluff in Hawaii about to jump off or something. And I, I said, so, Steve Gutenberg, is it really $2,500 for an event? And he's like, yeah, that's like three, you know, two, three hours. But Steve's pretty gracious with, gracious with his time. Steve's gracious. This is his... Agent's words, not his. If Steve Gutenberg were to say, I'm, I'm I'm gracious with my time, I'll give an extra hour, I'd be like, you're an asshole. But his yeah. agent said it, so I'll cut him some, some I'd kind slack. of be like, it's 2021, what the hell else do you have to do? Right. So I get the bright idea. I say, what if I wanted Steve Gutenberg to come spend a day with me and be my best friend? He's my best friend. And he said, $4,000. Toss it out, just like, no thought, no anything. Like, this is our going rate. He's like, yeah, oh, yeah, Steve Gutenberg will come. You, you can have brunch. He does like strawberries a lot. Um, you can go tell jokes. You can, you know, stroll around for an afternoon, uh, maybe reenact some scenes from, from, from Police Academy and, uh, you know, have a nice dinner and then some drinks. And uh, Steve Gutenberg will be your best friend for $4,000 for a day. And this got me to thinking. And we talked about this earlier. I'm not going to lie. Will somebody please set up a GoFundMe? For me to spend a day with Steve Gutenberg, so if you I'll like make a documentary video about it. We'll we'll skip on the beach. We'll we'll you know do cheesy shit. If you'd like to send Phil Nickel to Mahoney Camp, <laughs> to Mahoney Camp with Steve Gutenberg, start a GoFundMe. We need four K, four large, and uh, you can make Phil's. You know, if Phil was a dying child, this would be his Make a Wish Foundation wish. thing. To spend but, a day. With I mean, Steve he's not well. The child in him is dying as now, he gets older. Here's what I'll also offer. The top ten donators, if we do reach the goal, they have input and give us a suggested activity that we'll, we can do with Steve Gutenberg. Yes. Yeah. Ten minutes or less than an activity that he yeah. can do with Steve Gutenberg, and we'll bring him on the podcast. And maybe we'll FaceTime or Zoom you. We'll bring him on the podcast. <clears throat> Steve Gutenberg, $4,000 to be my best friend for a day. I mean, really... That's pretty cheap for anybody to be your best friend. For the Literally, I've paid, I've paid far lesser people a lot more. I'm not going to lie. So I feel like that's a bargain. I can tool around with Steve Gutenberg for an entire day and do whatever we want. I can show him the sights. We can, I mean, I can tell him, story, regale him with stories like, like from episode two or me shitting in a trash can or things like that. Maybe we could get him to do an ad, an endorsement for the unshittable trash can. Steve Gutenberg here for the unshittable trash can. <laughs> Maybe he'd bring Jonesy with him to do some sound effects on it. I, I, could, I would hope so. He could do some sound effects of someone shitting in a trash can. <laughs> You're like, very good. It was yeah. like I was there again. Yes. <laughs> oh, so that's the Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> so I do love Steve Gutenberg, and he was everywhere in the 80s and the early 90s. He was. Since since disappeared, but you know, I'd like to know the stats on how much he has booked in a year because I've got to I've got to think he was hopefully financially savvy and put away a bunch of that money from those movies in the eighties and nineties. You know, here's the one thing that I do know is I've checked in to I have also checked into other celebrities right to uh, to see how much it is to book them for something, and it's I think once you've had that taste of fame, yeah. It's hard to give it up, so you, you'll you'll do crazy stuff for amounts of money. Like, have, right. you, ever, have you seen these cameo things? Oh, the cameo things where you can pay anywhere from some of them are as little as twenty dollars, some of them are a couple hundred dollars, just for them to like pre-record your voicemail, outgoing message, or I, just I would to say love, hi. I would love to get Gary Busey to oh. do a PNA podcast uh, it. endorsement. Book it up, book it. I'll pay for that. Wouldn't that just be nuts? I'll pay for that. Gary fucking Busey. I'd pay for that. I bet you'd do it for 
hundred, hundred fifty bucks. Oh, I, 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 because it's it's what a minute of his time. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you know, I, I'm kind of interested in that. But I, what I'd really like to do is have our listeners try and help us book a, a celebrity, celebrity any level or a professional athlete. Yeah. Any any level. Anybody that's Current got an IMDb former, profile. Right. Or, or anybody who is major league, like major league roster, yep. like any of the four major sports: hockey, Hell, football, even baseball, ma- even major league basketball. soccer or the WNBA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just we want to we want to bring somebody in. We're really doing this for you. We really want to bring somebody in I'm, and expose oh, shucks, them. I'm starstruck. Yeah, expose them to what this not shit expose show ourselves. Is. No, but expose no, no. Them. No, we could bring them in over phone. They don't have to like come into the <laughs> podcast or anything. We'd bring them in over, not be over the phone. To win. Correct. And uh, if you do that, you will get. We will bring you up during that interview. Yeah. And credit you with that. But we need to make this happen. We need to make it happen. So, um, you know, I don't even care if they were in like the Black River Monster. Do you remember that yeah, movie? Yeah, I do. Of course, I do. Yeah. <clears throat> you could rent it like up at. Real video and stuff years ago. Did you see that ad on Facebook about Real Video having like some movie being filmed there or something? Yeah, I kind of want to go and do that. Let's do it. Okay, I'd be a good extra. Yeah, why not? I'm always extra. Oh, look at the fat guy looking at all the porn in the back. <laughs> why are there two dudes looking scoping out all the porn movies? And why are they looking at dude on dude porn? Oh no! You got to think that that room has gotten smaller with all the free so. porn on the internet. Would anybody actually rent porn now for a device like a DVD player or maybe if you got a Snoopy girlfriend? I don't. Yeah, you I got mean, this on Betamax. <laughs> I still have porn on VHS tapes though. So, well, I think everybody, <laughs> everybody at one point did. There's a lot of bush on those porn on those tapes. A lot. A <laughs> lot. So you know, the worst part is, is if I I had a, a particularly uh, good in my mind a VHS porn video growing up, but there's this very specific part I enjoyed, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed it way too much because I had rewound and played it so many times that the tape weakened and it broke at that spot. Be kind, rewind. Yeah, was not kind. Well, to apparently, you. apparently, if you view the same, well, let's face it, all it would take is about a one minute worth of viewing for me, and I was done with my business. And then rewind. If you do that, I don't know anywhere between five hundred and nine hundred and fifty-five times. The tape gets weak and it Oddly breaks. specific. <laughs> Oddly specific. <laughs> I, I put notches on it, you know, like in the old days. I'd put a, a little mark on it every time. Well, isn't that the beauty of, like, online porn? Is, is You don't have to watch the whole video anymore of, like, the guy walking up and ringing the doorbell right. with pizza and all that. It's just... It's like so much preamble. Like, he's already... When you pull up that clip, already he's know, already in the building and the pizza's on the ground. We he's already just, know the pizza came with extra sausage, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you yeah. ordered a pizza with extra sausage? Yeah. yeah. I've got yeah. it for you. Yeah, you got your sausage right here. I've got it. Boy, this is a really nice house. Yeah, it's my stepdad's. He's not home. I'm going to sleep with him later. <laughs> <laughs> you got any other delivery guys that want to come and have some fun? <laughs> Meanwhile, you got a whole competition going on between like Domino's and Pizza Hut and Papa John's. Yeah, but for some reason your number's got a big triple X next to it and all the <laughs> Oh boy. I know. I just fired my plumber. <laughs> oh jeez. So yeah, you know, get us a celebrity. We'll you know, go, we'll come back full yeah. circle to this. Get us if you could Poor get us Steve Gutenberg. If you could get a well, he's a celebrity. Of he's on IMDb. He but if you could get us he's a porn star, friend. if if we could interview a porn star, oh on my here, goodness, dear lord, that's what puts everybody on the map, though. I feel like interviewing a porn star, yeah, like a major porn star. We're not going to get a major porn. No, star. No, no, we we we. I mean, <laughs> anymore though. What is it? What is a major porn star anymore? I mean, any everybody's a porn star. If you have a video camera, well, if and you internet, got. If you got more than 300 views on YouPorn, you're a major yeah. porn star. That's, and I feel like that's the bar anymore. Yeah. It's pretty low. Yeah. Although the nice part about things like Pornhub and YouPorn is there's things that I happen to stumble upon that I didn't know I was into until I knew I was into them. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Fantastic. I, I mean, you know. Well, how, and how long and how much money would it cost you to rent all that porn? Oh, God. I would be I mean, thousands just a in tremendous the hole. amount. I'd probably have carpal tunnel, and I'd be thousands in the hole. 
Because if I rent it, I'm gonna if I pay for it, I'm gonna get my money's worth. Where now, like if I'm not into it, I can just be like next, not interested. So, so what level? What level of porn watcher are you? Are you like a like a casual, a like a a major porn watcher, or like if you go a couple days without it, you get a message? How from, are our levels? I know, heard we're very hard to hear. Um, we're, we're very hard to hear. Yeah, that's what I just heard. Cookie just. Oh, well, so, I'll turn us up a little turn bit. Turn us up a little bit. There we um, go. Level of porn that I view, I would say, um, I wouldn't say avid. I wouldn't say casual. Somewhere in the middle. Um, there might be weeks where I might watch five hours worth of porn. There might be weeks where I only watch maybe five minutes. It depends on my general mood, too, though. Understandable. Well, I was going to say, does, like, Pornhub call you if you haven't? Been yeah, out a couple like, days and be like, yeah, are you all right? Are you, yeah, are you okay, dude? Oh, I had Tommy John surgery. <laughs> like, oh, it happens to everybody. I, and I just got a vasectomy. Happens to everybody. Yeah. I had Tommy John surgery and a vasectomy. I figured I'd knock them both out at once. <laughs> uh, yeah. Finish him. That's right. <laughs> Finish him. <laughs> oh. oh, shit! <laughs> So what else has been happening? Uh, you know, other than fucking up recording podcasts, Saturday night, we talked a lot about Saturday night earlier we in did. our field effort. It was, God, it was ladies, holy balls. Well, it was just a good night all around. Yeah, was, we enjoyed everybody's. Yeah. Thank you to all the guests. We appreciate you. It was fun all the way around. The audio is a little hard to decipher I, because I of all the background have, noise, but Adam's have, working on it. I will have... A usable audio file uploaded. So technically, this is episode fifty-one, but it might go down as episode fifty once we. No, I don't no. Know. We'll, we'll, well, I mean, you can fudge on the, the counter. Numbers. On the counter, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll fix it, but we'll call it our fiftieth episode celebration extravaganza. Extravaganza. Palooza. Palooza. <laughs> you goddamn palooza. You losers. Oh. So yeah, we'll we'll get that uploaded, and I, I believe that my doctoring of the audio will be much much better. Oh yeah, you're a maestro. Remaster so, that shit. Yeah, but it's taking a while because it is a three hour file that I'm editing. <sighs> and no, folks, it's not me talking for the full three hours. I'm only on for about an hour and forty minutes. Yeah, we we spread the love around. We did. Our guests were amazing. They were. I mean, we we had. You know, we had Cookie on here. Loved it. Hey, by the way, you're welcome anytime, Cookie. Come join us for one of these some night. Yeah, you did a fantastic job. I, I was uh, very impressed at your timing and, and uh, just how well you fit in. Yeah, very impressed. We might actually dub you as the show historian, too, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. You know more about the show than we do. Yeah, and we're the ones saying this shit. So, and then, you know, we had JB. We had uh, we had Ashley Wayner Palmer on there. We had uh, Mikey Smith. Matt Smith. Matt Smith. We we had some beautiful ladies on from oh, Parts Unknown. Those ladies um, are way out of my league, by the way. Not that their parts were unknown, because most of them were showing. Yeah, by the way, those skirts were very short, and they were not sitting very ladylike, but I'm okay with that. Yeah, I wouldn't they, change it for the world. It was more like a child's tube sock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. Lord was, have uh, mercy. It was, it was definitely, definitely all right. Oh, shit! Later on, we had Mikey Gallagher on, too, which was awesome. Yes. And we talked about it. Think of all the hours of broadcasting we've all done collectively together. Oh, dear Lord. Jeez, thousands, thousands and thousands of hours. of hours. Even though it probably sounded like we hadn't done any. but <laughs> And I bet you collectively we have like an hour of good broadcasting. Of good content. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I only have a minute of that. Adam has about 10. I mean, we, we've got 43 hours of podcast log. Isn't that fucking wild? We have a full work week of where we've done nothing but a podcast. And I wouldn't trade that for the world. No, it's been fantastic. I, I hope everybody it's been else a hell thinks of a it's ride. been alright. We should get some sponsors one of these days. I'm just hoping. I'm thinking it'll happen. I mean, I thought we'd reach a tipping point, but... We, I mean, let's be honest. We've been pretty lazy about seeking sponsors other than like just begging people on the podcast. Oh, I thought they'd find us. I thought it was a quality enough... Uh, product that they they'd want to they should they should it should be they should be actively seeking us out don't sell yourself short judge you're a tremendous slouch (laughs) so yeah favorite caddyshack line there i'll I'll give a uh if you would like to be part of our train wreck 
contact us now. Give the email. You can contact us at pineapplenipplearsehole at gmail.com or pnapodcastexpress at gmail.com. That's the pineapplenipplearsehole podcast express at gmail.com. That was a long crash. It is. But I got all through the emails with it. I noticed that. That's like a goddamn professional. Yeah. So anything grinding your gears? Oh, there's always stuff grinding my gears. Uh, I got a company at work that just won't leave me alone about an issue that's not mine. And they, they keep like they're an outside it? company, and they, they keep bothering me about it. We've been trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. Yeah, that's kind of the same way I feel about these guys. And they keep trying to schedule a conference call with me with like 25 other people on it. I'm like, no, hash it out amongst yourselves. Leave me out of this. <laughs> Fight. Yeah. <laughs> Get it after. Get after it. Oh, you got this it. one. Finish him. There yeah. you go. There we go. <laughs> So hopefully, uh, hopefully our audio is better. Cookie, if uh, you could verify that for us, um, that'd be fantastic. So, you know, what else we got to talk about? I don't know. Shit you know, grinding our gears. We 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 did talk about some friends that were dicks earlier, but I kind of feel like we lost that. Yeah, the magic's gone there. I think we. I mean, they're still dicks. They're still dicks. Oh, they're guaranteed. 100% still dicks, every single one of them. Yeah. So, I mean... Wasn't I the dick in the story I told earlier? No, yeah, you well, were... Well, we both were dicks. I told the story. I, I'll, I'll retell this one. I, yeah, go uh, ahead. So, me and some friends, which included my future wife, were playing uh, paintball at a park. <laughs> after, after hours, after the park was closed. But it was dark. It was probably about between 10.30 and 11 o'clock at night when the uh, neighbor thought that we were shooting the place up thought we were shooting the pay- playground equipment which we were with paintballs right. you know inadvertently but, but they're paintballs like i said yeah. uh, they're gonna wash off the, the next round have you seen the graffiti that some of these kids write on this shit yeah you know and uh things that would make make my mother blush we i'm sure that we covered up like the phone number of some girl named tammy on the slide so she can thank us you know, <laughs> you're I'm, welcome i'm sure it was a tammy but uh, <laughs> it's always tammy but you know we uh we we had this whole thing going and and like the neighbor called and and the police showed up. So when we saw the cops, me and and two of my friends decided because we were playing teams of two, right? And uh, we we decided we needed to run towards uh, a, a friend of mine's house, and we did. And we yelled for my future wife to come with us, and we were not married or even dating at the time. So <laughs> um, we're like, "Hey, come with us!" And she did not. Um, I don't know if she didn't hear us. Or just thought she was better off not running. And she stayed hidden in the weeds. She was underneath a pine tree in the weeds. Never going to be seen, right? But the police <laughs> were walking around the park, shining their flashlights around. She stood up and comes out, you know, don't shoot me. Blah, blah, don't blah, blah, shoot. Blah. It's a paint gun. Yeah. So. Um, it's not loaded. About this time, we come walking out of the house. Of course, I'm changed all out of my camouflage. I don't have a paint gun on me. I look sane. I like that you needed camouflage at night. That's the beauty of this. Yeah, it would have been just good enough to dress dark, but we went full camouflage. You went full camo. And uh, so we come walking up, and of course, she's relieved at that point that, that, we're, that we're in there. Right. And, uh, you know, that we've come out, but I was kind of a dick to the cops. <laughs> and no. they're, like, they're like, where's your paintball guns? Well, no, I'm not doing that again. Not having him confiscated again. I just again. got him back. Again. And this is the beauty. You told the cops this. I just got him back. Yeah, I just got him back. I'm not going through that again. And they're like, uh, what did you do before? Yeah. So I didn't tell them that either. No. But uh, I shot a cop in the balls with a paintball. <laughs> <laughs> I shoved about 50 of them down the gas tank of their car. <laughs> and then um, up his ass. <laughs> so then, you know, they're like. I'm like, no, no, no. I know all the rules. I, I went through all this stuff. Because I actually had to get a lawyer to get them back. Wow. Yeah. That's so, hardcore. Yeah. And it, it was, I mean, it was easy once I had the lawyer, but they were never going to give them back to me otherwise. So I'm like, nope, not doing get that again. Get the fuck out of here, kid. Yeah. So I'm like, nope, not doing that again. And uh, eventually the, the cops, they were pretty cool. You know, they're like, yeah, we we understand. But the, And then the, the thing that they had me on, though, was they're like, well, the park does have a small sign that says that it closes at dark and it's well after dark racist and of course i was a dick about that I'm like what is that a five minute five dollar misdemeanor 
And he's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, go ahead and write that and leave us alone. <laughs> Mark that down. <laughs> and uh, I, I did mention, go ahead and write that if it's worth your time. Right, if it's worth your time. And he was just like, no, we're, we're good. You guys, you know, you need to leave the park, but have a good night. <laughs> and uh, so they were totally cool about it, you know, at, at the time being like 20 years old. And then you went back to the house, grabbed all the paintball equipment, and shot up the car. Yeah, no, 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 no we did not. Damn it. We stood on the roof and pissed on it. No. <laughs> I pissed on a cop car before. Oh, yeah. It was unoccupied, but... Still. It, yeah. Not one of my finer moments, but... Yeah. It's better than shitting in a trash can. I don't know. You don't know? It might be equal. They're, they're equal? Yeah. I knew it was a cop car, too. It was in a back alley. I'm sure you knew it was off. a trash can. Well, I, yeah, I was well aware it was a receptacle that was going to hold my shit. The... the <laughs> <laughs> little did it know. <laughs> that's that's the classic literary. Little did it. Little did he know. So, so picture this: it's an average morning for the trash can in the executive conference room. <laughs> he was thinking he's going to get maybe some, you know, bagel scraps from the morning breakfast, and perhaps the luncheon, maybe some at, pizza crust and some empty cups of ranch. At worst, a half-eaten ice cream sandwich that would eventually melt and stick to the bottom and attract maybe an ant or two. Yes. But and nothing then, could prepare him. Here for comes the, day. the he sphincter of Phil. All of a sudden, he sees what he can only claim is a full moon. <laughs> oh boy, that was not a good day for that trash Poor can. Poor trash can. That's the day that trash can became a man. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> What is wrong with me? Lots of things. Yeah, there's a numerous, the, numerous The list things. is too long. It's too long of a list. Oh, boy. So what else is going oh, on? Shit! Oh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> we had a great time Saturday, though. I'm still recovering from it. Holy moly. Yeah, me too. Me too. I had a lot of beverages, and most of them were bought for me, so thank you to everybody. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, really, we're only here because this is our uh, obligatory... Tuesday night podcast that we, that we were doing. That's why it's coming to you live, because we were even too lazy to record it. <laughs> it is recording, I it hope. It is. Though. It is recording. In two spots. Yeah. We have recording redundancy now. We need, it's the, the Department of Redundancy Department. Yes. So, <laughs> we, we have that going for us. Oh. And I, I'm still waiting for somebody to chat back to us. I, I, I don't know how this looks on that end. We have like a little chat button. Yeah. And uh, so... I, I'm hoping that it looks all right on that end. Um, I don't know. Maybe somebody in India right now is like, "What the hell?" Oh well, you have a little chat bubble. You can, you can, uh, you can chat it up, folks. We're not used to interaction. Yeah, there's a whole spot there that you can chat. So chat. I mean, send us a message. Oh hell, nobody's listening anyway. Yeah, I, it's I my biggest fear. I don't think. I truly didn't think people were listening until Saturday night when people showed up and be like, I listened to the show. Well, I mean, let's face it. We gave no warning that we were doing this. Right. We, I did get a thing. We did have live listeners. We've had downloads of the show since. So there were people that listened. No shit. There were. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, you know, chat with us. There's a whole, you can put I a just, comment in there at the bottom. Why not? What else? What else are you doing? If this is what sends me to hell, then so be it. I suppose. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure it's going to. Can't so, believe we're at 51 episodes of this shit, too. No, me either. But when well, we started yeah, this I can, off, I, I remember can. when we started this off, it was just you and I sitting in this bar because it was closed at the time, and uh, we just talked and talked, and we weren't releasing it to anybody. We were just recording it. Like, yeah, I think the first five episodes were. We just, just literally recorded, recorded, and then we decided to release them. We we sent them out to a few people. Yeah, and uh, the, just the raw audio, the, the just the files, the raw yeah. files. And said, "Hey, listen to this. Tell us what you think." And they're like, "Oh, it's not totally bad." Well, considering the times and there's nothing better to do, it's okay. Yeah. Maybe the whole you know apocalypse thing helps us. I think so. Definitely, definitely seem to work in our favor. But it says a lot about the people who listen because it's like, well, you could die tomorrow and you're listening to our podcast. Imagine if you died and this is what they caught you listening to. <laughs> I'd rather have a bag of Cheetos and a Ron Jeremy film in the VCR. The old hedgehog the poking away. Yeah. 
and then, cheese dust everywhere. They're like, well, at least they went out doing something they enjoyed. If you're listening to this, they're going to be like, eh. Well, uh, holy shit. Sorry about your What a mediocre luck. life this sucker oh, had. Oh, Christ. Better get those two bastards that put on this podcast. Yeah, Jeez. well, I hope they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> they're dead. They're dead. This nope. is my sexual fantasy, not your weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> no, they will just be like, yep, we're uh, still going. We're on still. episode, you know, 157. Oh, I know. Isn't thousand. I, if we reach 500 episodes with this shit, I so don't know. on that whole, you know, episode 157,000, is uh, we, we haven't had a, uh, a J.R. Jupiter report here in a bit and it does he also go into the future do you know uh jr jupiter does go into the future he can he has that uh but he due to his journalistic integrity um he will disclose a few things but no nothing major obviously not winners of major sporting events for betting reasons and things like that so he's more likely to give us like uh reports on fashion oh yeah, the times yeah definitely and, uh um, the state of sexual promiscuity and he might give us maybe some ratings and what episode this podcast is on and things yes. like that. I hope it's big. J.R. Jupiter is a character. Let me tell you, I, I, he's not what I expected when I saw him on Saturday night. He's quite dapper, actually. I expected him to be this big, fat slob for some reason. Huh. But he's he's doing well. He lives in 1939. I was shocked he's clean-shaven. Yeah. Always wearing a fedora, but yeah. very classy. He wears it like a man. He, and he, he wears those custom-tailored suits that just seem to be perfect for him. You know, it really fits his style. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, he's a hardcore 1930s journalist. And uh, he lives the year he lives in is 1939. We pay him $35 a week, which equi- equates to $666.97 a week in, in 1939 equivalent dollars. Yeah. So he's but living high off the hog. He did tell us Saturday that he was uh, building one of those Sears and Roebuck houses yes. that you could order from the catalog. One of those kit houses. Yeah. He wants to start a family. And I asked him, I'm like, JR, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? And he's like, he's like I, I do mind, but I'm, I'm 49 years old. And I'm like, you're starting a family at 49? Hey, he's, JR Jupiter does what he wants, man. Well, he just seems like one of those people that'll live forever. Jonathan Robert Jupiter, man. Yeah. Yeah. I love that he chose to go by JR too. Oh yeah, that's solid. Yeah, it's it's that just speaks journalism right there, just JR. It does. And JR, that, you know JR Jupiter, JR. So does his fedora with do the his press voice. card in it. The press card. Yeah, you know, I do good no, impressions, you, but I can't I can JR Jupiter. You do a terrible I can't do a JR Jupiter. You do a terrible JR Jupiter. Oh man, I could do so many so well, but I can't do JR Jupiter. You know, his sounds like a dapper yeah. 1930s, 1940s newsman. Yours sounds like... Maybe maybe I should pick up the pace. J.R. Jupiter. Nope, still not getting it. J.R. Jupiter. J.R. Jupiter here. The part of life from 1922. Was you a great big frat girl? <laughs> oh, boy. Know, that was... Well, I'm sorry, J.R. <laughs> J.R. will promise to do better for you. Yeah, some someday. But, you know, you know who J.R. Jupiter knows, and it fucking blew my mind? But he knows him from back in his time, way back when. He knows John McMurray. I'm really? meteorologist John McMurray. I'm meteorologist John McMurray. Here with the forecast for the overnight. That wasn't bad. That was solid. <laughs> that was solid. <laughs> I said, I annoy Eddie because when we're in the studio, I'll do my John McMurray impression. Like, I'll sit there and verbatim do for your overnight hours. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck are you doing to me? I'm the one that, I'm the one that coined calling him J-Mac. We only do that on the nice. School of Rock. But Eddie's like, that's awesome. I'm like, here with the weather, J-Mac. <laughs> so what really blew my mind is um, John McMurray will sit and record all the weathers for the four different stations now and give the different frequencies, you know, at each one. For your, for your WMIC weather forecast, you know, and uh, he, but in the middle of them, there's little outtakes. Like he'll talk and say things. I've never heard him swear yet, but oh man, that'd be so. John Murray, what the fuck was that? <laughs> With that kind of Boston yeah. Jewish accent he's got going on, <laughs> yes. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but uh. <laughs> he, he, you know, 
And for anybody outside the area that's like, what the fuck are they talking about? We're talking about meteorologist John McMurray. I'm meteorologist John McMurray. <laughs> and your I, forecast your, for this evening. Your forecast. You got to get the your forecast. You got to get the forecast. He's got that yeah. forecast. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I do J-Mac an impression of him. I can't do J.R. Jupiter, but J.R. Jupiter knows John McMurray. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty solid. Yeah. The fact that both of them are such big icons. Yeah, just titans when yeah. it comes to radio and broadcast. Yeah. My favorite picture I've ever seen of J.R. is where he's in front of the big, you know, silver microphone, and it's got the, it's got like the logo across the top right, of right. it, you know. I think for, it's like uh, KRBP or something, or what is it? Yeah, yeah. K- KRBP, KRBPW. Yeah. And uh, then there's another one, you know, same type of picture, but on CBS, obviously. Right. Back when CBS was just radio. Right. No television. He's got one for NBC, too. Yeah. He, well, he was all over the he place. He claims he invented their Peacock logo. Yeah. Actually, I, I he was drunk when he was talking to us about that, and so were you. Actually, he just said, here's my Peacock. Oh, shit, it was. And, yeah. Oh, I mean, now that you mention it. It was one of these things where he, you know, he, he just unzipped the pants and it was just like he says, I used on the table. To, he says, I used to walk into the studios at NBC and be like, want to see my peacock? <laughs> see, I'm trying like, to do my impression. I still can't get yeah. it, though. And, and they were like, hey, that'd be a great logo. <laughs> and apparently his, his junk is colorful because they're like, we should put all kinds of different colors in the feathers. Yeah. And that's also where they came up with the with the like three note jingle, the ding ding dong. <laughs> the ding and the, the first ding and the second ding are the zipper. Then it's the out. Then it's the dong. Yeah. So he's also credited with that. <laughs> Jr. Jupiter is just a renaissance man. He is. He is. He's. You know. <laughs> it's funny because Jr. Jupiter might be the real life Forrest Gump. I feel like. I kind like, of feel like it's his, too. his experiences and endeavors that he's he's been about. Yes. Yes. You know? Absolutely. So, what else has been going on? Well, trying to think here. What else do I... I, I don't know. Not a whole lot. Just being a dick like always, I am. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I um, can understand that. Just working a lot. I'm tired of working. Please sponsor our podcast so I can do this for my actual day job. Yeah, we could bring you an episode every day, which probably means that no one will ever sponsor that, us. That means we'll like, probably lose sponsors. They'll pay us. See, yeah. Maybe we should go the opposite route, like a like a hostage situation. Yeah. Where you can pay us to not do this shit. If you would like us to stop doing live shit, then pay us money. <laughs> or the podcast in general. <laughs> not interested. Want to hear a joke? Not interested. <laughs> You've got nothing for me. <laughs> you have nothing I want. You're the one that I want. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I, I'm trying to think of shit, but you know, I'm, my mind's drawn a blank. I really did a great job in that first episode that didn't really record. I think I emptied my brain. You could have. Ugh. I mean, I haven't shit in a trash can lately. That's good. Well, that's a start. I think we should probably send J.R. Jupiter back to that fateful day. Could you imagine if he, like, posted up in the opposite corner of the executive conference room? Yeah. <laughs> Do you think he'd report on that? He normally likes things that are a little more um, uh, uh, historically... Um, what do you, uh, With a little bit more journalistic integrity. integrity yeah. But I feel that the invention of the unshittable trash can, the birth of that, <laughs> the birth of that. Is, is very important. <laughs> so I'd like to see him go back and cover that someday. I mean, we're on a live show. We, we normally don't get... Do you remember the look on those girls' faces when J.R. Jupiter walked in the other night, though? Oh, I, I have no doubt. He probably could have taken any one of those young hussies home with them in 1939 and, and started that said family he talked about. I mean, the moisture content in the room went up. The humidity just went up intensely, man. The heat yeah. that he generated walking in. Oh, jeez. I mean, he, he did look good in that pinstripe suit. God damn. J.R. Jupiter, he's a lady killer. He is. He is. So, I don't know. Are we going to wrap this thing up? I mean, we're, we're, we're nearing our time for a normal uh, podcast. Yeah, sorry it was a terrible podcast. Please yeah. help, me, help me spend a day with Steve Gutenberg. Help us spend a day with Steve. Help us spend a day with Steve. Oh shit! Yes. Help us spend a day with Steve. Gutenberg. Yeah, I'll bring Adam along too. He's yes. got to be the cameraman. Yeah, we'll be so we'll be so happy. 
No, we'll be, we'll be the opposite of that. We'll be happy. Here's another deal I thought of, too. If you have a business and you donate to our, our GoFundMe, or if you start it, somebody has to start it first. Like, we'll bring Steve Gutenberg. We'll, we'll uh, patronize your business with Steve Gutenberg, too. Yes. Yeah. Locally, within, right. within, within so many let's, miles. Let's say within a 25-mile radius of Deckerville. Yes. We will come to your business with Steve Gutenberg. There'll probably be a photo op. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you might get Phil and I in it, too. So Sorry. Yeah, we apologize for that. Maybe Jared Jupiter will show up and even it out. Maybe. I feel like he's, our, he's my Tyler Durden. He really is. Like, he's everything I'm not. He's good-looking. He's smart. He's just, I mean, rich. Yeah. He dresses nice. He has a great fashion sense. The guy know, knows history inside and out because he's been there. I mean, that is true. That that is true. Yeah, so, I, he makes me feel very inadequate. I mean, his cock. Well, comparatively, the, his you cock are. is the NBC peacock for Christ's sake. Yeah. Ah, oh, god damn. People have. I've often heard people say, Maybe "Well, should, that kind of looks like a ball and and bush." Yeah. Should I just be thankful he's my friend at yes, this point? Okay. You should. Take I'm going to tell him that. I'm going to tell Jr. that. Yeah. I'm, thank you. Thanks for thank you for being a friend. So that'd be the ideal day. There it is. It'd be me, Steve Gutenberg, and J.R. Jupiter? Yes. Oh, wouldn't that be a fantastic day? <laughs> That'd be the perfect day. Steve Gutenberg would be like, what the fuck is wrong with you two? Yeah. <laughs> seems to me, it seems like you're the same person. Gay! <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you added that drop, but I love it. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. You've been listening to the PNA Podcast Express. You can email us at pineapplenipplearsehole at gmail.com or painfulnutallergypnapodcastexpress at gmail.com. He's Adam Filkins. I'm Phil Nickel. Make good choices. <laughs>